What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Bench Chatter. I'm Colin. This is my co-host. Noah. We're buddies from college. We both went to IU together. We're both big basketball fans. Uh, I grew up in the Chicago Burbs, so I'm a big Bulls fan. I grew up in Indianapolis, so I'm a big Pacers fan. Um, and we're pumped to be doing this for everybody. Um, we're thinking we're going to try to do some fantasy talk, deep dive on some analysis, stats, trade rumors. Um, hope to have a lot of fun with this. We're not trying to take ourselves too seriously by any means. Uh, Noah, you got anything else to add there and uh, what the listeners should expect out of us? Uh, I think we're just uh, the common man's basketball podcast. I hope that people can find us very relatable in the things that we say, but also agree with our analysis of basketball. Mm-hmm. Hopefully our, our hot takes aren't too hot for all of y'all. Um, I know I got some spicy ones. I got some, some, some spicy one right now. takes. Well, let's start it out. Despite, you know, we're recording this, you know, day two of uh, the NBA season. Despite his shitty performance, I like Jamal Murray for MVP conversation. I really do. I think... I think if we can see that Jamal Murray that we saw in the bubble, that just uncanny ability to get to the hoop, the ability to float, like, I don't know, Michael Jordan, I, I'd i love to see it happen. Now, I, I'm not I'm not putting any money on that right now, but I, I think he's got the talent and ability to be there. That it's is quite the right spicy the take as, as we're recording. He finished the game with, Nine points, four <laughs> rebounds, and one assist in 34 minutes, and a loss to the Sacramento Kings. So okay, the MVP campaign not looking too great so far. All right, the issue there is is we, we go by 36 minutes stats. We're about the advanced analytics on this podcast. So, you know, with the 34 minutes, you didn't give me the whole picture on what his game really looked like. I, I bet he boosted that baby up to like 1.1 assists. So, you know. Um, but with that said, why don't we uh, start start this uh, episode off, really get into the MVP conversation, because I think this could be – I don't know where this, this year's going to go. I think there, there's a bunch of guys who realistically are going to compete for it, and I think there's a lot more guys this year who have an outside shot than we've seen in years past. Um, what, are you, what are you thinking off the top of your head there? Um, so I'll honestly just run you through my short list of guys that I have written down and I'll give you some pros and cons to each of them. And then I'll tell you my final pick. Uh, first up on the uh, list, you know, we have Giannis looking to three-peat the MVP. I think it will be pretty hard to three-peat for him. I think the last person to do mm-hmm. it was maybe Larry Bird. And I think the Bucks flaming out in the playoffs, I think that does leave some kind of impression in the voters' minds, like, counting against Giannis. So I think, like, yeah, the Bucks really have to, like, impress and press this season for them to give it back to Giannis. Um, the next yeah, guy I have written down is Anthony Davis. And when I wrote down Anthony Davis's name, my first thought really was, can a guy that's on the same team as LeBron really yeah, win MVP? Exactly, and I thought about that too because 
I want to say the answer should be no. Because uh, just how can you say that you're the most valuable player on a team when you're playing with, you know, we can have discussions about this later, but a top two player of all time. But undeniably a top two player of all time. And he's not too. Is he in his prime? Maybe not exactly, but I wouldn't call him out of it by any means, you know? It's not like he's he's going to take such a big step back. I mean, we saw him play 70 days ago. It's not like since mid-October he's lost a foot and, you know, his hairline's receded 14 inches. He's still <laughs> he's still LeBron that we, we know. And it, it's tough for me to rationalize that, but with all that said, it's AD. I, I think mean, there, I think there is a world where AD can win it if, say, the Lakers finish first in the West. But I think it would involve LeBron like gassing up Anthony Davis. He's like, this guy is the MVP, and I think that would be the only way Anthony Davis could win an MVP while being on the same team as LeBron. Right, but but when you say gassing gassing him up, I mean. Like what LeBron's not just calling up all the voters and going, "Hey, vote AD." Like, no, you know, to the media, to the media, like yeah, LeBron. But... Yeah, yeah, like hand on the court. Like Le- Le- if LeBron gets AD, the if LeBron wants AD to win MVP, I think it would happen. I think it could happen because you can't control the other guys on this list, obviously. Yeah. So my next guy on the list is. LeBron, you know, for just almost the exact mm-hmm. same reasons we said Anthony Davis. But, um, yeah, I mean, if um, LeBron – it's not really up to LeBron at this point. He's put up the numbers every year, and I honestly think yeah. he's just got a little, like – I think he's got disrespected by some of these voters, honestly, in past years. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely this, this theory that LeBron has been the best player in the league for longer – and more years than he's won the MVP award, and I, I think it's tough to deny that. Um, so I, I think it's a good time to bring this up. How much of the MVP is the most valuable player, and how much of it is the storyline that the media has kind of outlined? For the I season? mean, if it was the most valuable player, wouldn't LeBron be winning it every year? I mean, Steph Curry in like 24. 20- 15 probably deserved it like realistically but and and maybe kd the year he won in 2014 um storyline plays a huge factor into almost every award i feel like yeah i I think we're on the same page there that lebron realistically should probably have around seven or eight of these awards and he has four right he's got four yeah all right well, I, I don't want to steal the thunder away from you, but I, I think this kind of leads into the next guy on your list, right? Yeah. So um, the next guy on my list is Luka Doncic. Uh, he definitely he, has the best story. He clearly has massive buzz around him, like just going into the season. I think Luka will have the statistical numbers to warrant him getting votes. But what I'm worried mm-hmm. about is the Mavs have to win enough games for him to get these votes. Like, the Mavs realistically have to finish as a top-four seed in the West. And I have real questions about if they can really do that with Chris Stapp's Porzingis missing time. Yeah. Uh, Rick Carlisle has come out and said that he thinks that 
um, Porzingis will be ready by January, which is a week away, two weeks away. I mean, if he misses five games, then I think the map should be fine. If it gets into 15, 20 games, I, I think it's a different story there. But do you think the maps have a big enough supporting cast around Luca to win? I, you know, I, I, I really don't. To get a top four seed? I, I think it's more likely they're around a 500-ish team than them finishing a top four seed in the West, if I'm being honest. Really? And how much of that is due to improvements in the Warriors roster from last year, Suns roster from last year? Because the Mavs, the Mavs were well above 500 last year. They were almost a, a 600 winning percentage team. I think the Blazers got better. When they were clearly the ninth seed, they barely got into the playoffs. Yeah. I think the Nuggets will get better strictly just due to development to Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I think the Jazz yeah. are pretty good, and I think the Suns are going to be up there. It's just the West is a bloodbath every night. Like Realistically, every team yeah. in the West this season is trying to win other than the Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so if the Mavs win enough games, Luca Luca can will probably win the MVP, but he's not my pick. My pick is actually the next man I have on my list, and that is Mr. Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is a super dark horse category, super dark horse for this award. I think he has all the right conditions in terms of like the storyline to win. I think his absence from basketball last year plays into his favor. I think people forgot how good KD really is. And mm-hmm. he gets to play against bad East teams more this year. That helps. And the only thing I really think that will be holding him back from getting uh, votes is he just has to play enough games. If he plays enough games, I think this is his award to lose, honestly, with how he looked last night. I mean, Slim Reaper was back in full effect. Long, gangly. I mean, he just, he had, uh, early in that first quarter, he hit a pull-up three right over, um, who was it? I the, Maybe it was Oubre? I forget. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Oubre. Had, like, hand in his face type three, and just absolutely knocked it down, and I was like, oof. There it is. I got He's chills. Back, baby. I got chills. Yeah. And obviously, like I mean, whereas we're not certain if Luke is going to be able to win enough. I mean, the, that Nets team, the Bucks obviously are going to win a ton of games, but I think the Nets are going to finish top, top two, in the East, and I, I don't think it's going to be too tough for them. So, so who's your pick? Mine's Kevin Durant. Who are you locking in? I like all these options here. Um, until recently, I, I think I was all in on, on the Luka buzz, but I'm fairly sold on the idea that the Mavs aren't going to win enough for him to be deserving of the award, which which makes it tough then. Then I think it stretches out because the, West, the rest of these guys on this list all have major problems. I mean, I really, I just don't think that Giannis is going to win it. It's such a narrative award, and the narrative is just going to be too old. The media is not going to like the Giannis storyline, if that makes sense. So <laughs> I'm out on that. Um, LeBron, I, I just, I honestly don't think he's even going to play enough. 
No, LeBron's going to coast the regular season. To, yeah, exactly. Because he, I, I think he's over that. I, I think he's all about the championships. Um, I, I can see AD doing it. I really can. But again, we're getting back into the how deserving are you for most valuable player if LeBron's on your team. But I mean, I think that is a, a little ignorant given how phenomenal of a player AD is, both stretching the floor. Um, another guy that's not on this list that I, I really, I would love for him to have the breakout season. I think he storyline-wise, it's there. It's, it's just going to be, can he truly be good enough? Is Jason Tatum. Jeez. I think... He is going to have to carry the Celtics on his back, I'll tell you that. What has he been doing since his rookie year? I mean, the man has just carried the Celtics to conference finals. If the Celtics are the third seed, do you see him winning it? Or do they have to get a top two seed? Um, I think it depends on how he plays, obviously. And where the third seed is. I mean, if a, a game or two separates all three of those teams, then I, I don't think it really matters. I think if, if there is a clear-cut best team uh, between the Nets and the Celtics, I think we'll, we'll see KD or Tatum get it. But again, it all depends on the numbers. Tatum looked great tonight. Um, I think he, he's really developing still. I mean, he's still young. He's 23 at the moment. Maybe he's turned 24 since the end of the last uh, end of the bubble. But I mean, still young as shit. I think that Celtics roster, honestly, I, I'm liking it better. Gordon Hayward wasn't doing them any favors. I think, especially with Kemba out, he's gonna have a to carry that team even more. Um, I like Tatum. I really do. But I, you know, I don't want to piggyback off your take, but I agree. <laughs> that I think the storyline, the talent is there for Kevin Durant to win MVP this year. I love that. I love that we're agreeing on that. I really I really like the KD pick, honestly, and I think it's something that not many people are, not many casual fans are thinking about as a possibility, honestly. No. And, and I, yeah, and I think that that is, is going to be part of it because – Nobody likes to know who the MVP is going to be going into the season. Um, I'm honestly surprised Giannis won it last year. I really thought that the narrative was there for LeBron. Um, I I don't know. Did he deserve it? Did he not? Obviously, the Lakers won, and the Bucks choked out in the uh, second round. Great Heat team. So, you know, like – you know, you don't take it playoffs into account, but that's where your mindset's. So, I don't know. But let's let's move on. Next award we're going to talk about most most improved player. Now, this award definitely has way more candidates. It's much less cut and dry of who can win this award because it could be literally anybody. Um, let's let's just get into it. What are you thinking? Who, who are guys on your list? Uh, I mean, so a guy immediately that comes to mind is Michael Porter Jr. You know, yes, he's going to have Easily. such a 
bigger role this year with the departure of Jeremy Grant. And mm-hmm. I think if he can adjust to playing defense in the NBA, like his offense is his offense is already at an all at an NBA level. Like he's ready to come in and get buckets. It's really if he can stay on the floor with his defense, mm-hmm. then I think he has a very good shot to win this award. Um, another guy I think that has a really good shot at winning this award is DeAndre Ayton. I think the Chris Paul Love effect DeAndre. on DeAndre Ayton will be a very real thing. I think Chris Paul will be having DeAndre in the right places on defense. Chris Paul is going to help DeAndre get easier looks on offense, mm-hmm. kind of give him his touches. He's going to get his shots up. And, I mean, Chris Paul already turned another DeAndre into an all-star in DeAndre Jordan. So I think That's he has fair. a really good shot. So, so what you're saying is because DeAndre Eaton and DeAndre Jordan share a name, Chris Paul, he's already got it figured out. Yeah. I mean, it's a done deal. Has DeAndre Jordan won a Most Improved Player Award before? No. Oh. Mm. All righty. I'd take that. Um, right. I like, I like Christian yeah. Wood. I uh, like Christian Wood, too. I the casual fan might not know a whole ton about Christian Wood. Could you give him 30, 40 second background on on what you know about Christian Wood? And um, he was honestly a guy that kind of jumped around the league, and he really just came in to fruition last season with the Pistons with the injury to Blake mm-hmm. Griffin. And he's a stretch four, stretch five. He can shoot threes. He gets rebounds. He can run the floor. And I think the most improved player award typically goes to a player that's already somewhat established who levels mm-hmm. up thanks to improvements in their game and an increased responsibility on their team. And I think Houston's going to lean on Christian Wood pretty heavily to like help them win games. And I think he's just yeah. going to feast in Houston, especially around playing James Harden. Well, if Harden plays. <laughs> True. You got anyone else that I didn't say yet? Yeah, the the guy that's number one on my list, and I said at the top of the podcast, we uh, we're buddies from IU, and uh, I I'd like to think my biases aren't playing into effect, but OG Ananubi, the phenomenal, the phenomenal product out of Indiana University, I think it is primed to take a step up, um, especially with Serge Ibaka out on the Raptors roster, it's he needs to move up. I think he's going to be looking to get more shots. I think his defense is really going to be on display this year. The Raptors always seem to just be an underrated team. Always. I mean, they won the championship two years ago, and, you know, Warriors were obviously a bit hobbled. Um, rap, rap crew probably doesn't win against a, uh, a healthy Warriors team, but they still did it, and you, you have to give them credit for that. And then again, last year, I mean, they took the Celtics to seven without Kawhi Leonard. Like, you can't just keep sitting there and saying that this is some garbage team that just is getting lucky. It's a well-coached team. I love Nick Nurse, one of the best coaches out there. Um, and the opportunity is just there for OG to, to score more, make make his presence known on offense. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough great about the guy. He plays phenomenal defense. I think if he can average 18-6-6, six and six, 
which I think is very possible for him. I mean, let me... Uh, the 18 will be hard. Head. I think he averaged like 10-4-1 last season. Yeah, I think I'm, I think the 18's there. I really think the scoring is going to come for him this year. I think it's going to be the assists and the ball movement. But that's such a fluid team. You know, and, and maybe it doesn't need to be six assists, but if it's something in that neighborhood, if, if we see a big spike in the assist number... Um, if we see the scoring increase and we see what consistency out of the boards, we'll get there. Um, tonight he went 8-8-2, eight, eight and two, 4 of 10 from the field, missed all his 3s, 0 for 5 from deep. But I think those shots are going to start to fall for him. I really like OG for most improved. Um, other guys on my list. I think this is a name that's getting a lot of buzz right now is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, and I, I, I feel a certain type of way about it. And no, you can speak your mind too here. I think we've already seen a, what he can do. And he's going to be playing on a Thunder team that is pretty much just a project for him to get better. I mean, they're just sitting on that that horde of draft picks for the next 300 years. They just are, are going to be drafted into oblivion. Um, I think I saw and, some, like, so the, I think I saw some nutty stat that the Thunder own, like, 30% of the league's draft picks right now. Something insane like that. It, was, <laughs> it blew my mind. See, the problem I have with Shea is, though, like, yeah, you have. We have to see like a statistical significant increase, and he already put yeah. up nineteen six and that's, three yeah, last that's season. That's where I was going. Which is that's the hardest part to me for him to win the award because I think people already know that Shea is like so good. Yeah, um, and I think the other thing that yeah because he he put up nineteen. What is it? Nineteen six three had a steal on top of it. I think it, you know. I think those stats are just naturally going to improve a little bit because it's his team now. You don't have Chris Paul there. You don't have um, Dennis Schroeder there. Like it's it's really his team. Um, I think if if the Thunder can win more than they're expected to, and I'm not saying they need to make the playoffs because it's, I just don't see that happening with their current roster. But if they can be competitive throughout the year and he's their best player and really start to look like the cornerstone piece of a, a, a franchise that is going places and going to contend in the future, then I can see the award going to him. Um, but I, I like some of these other guys on the list a little bit better. All right, let's get your official pick. Who do you think is winning most improved player of the year? Uh, I, I got to stick it home with OG. I love it. Uh, I, I'm all in on him. Um, all right. Uh, I forget. I, I got to throw this stat in there. He was the 259th best recruit uh, coming out of high school for uh, Tom Cream's Hoosiers. And probably would have went in the water had he not been injured his sophomore year at IU. But 24th uh, first round pick from, from where he was, that's pretty darn good. Man knows how to work. I think I think I'm going with DeAndre Ayton. Ah, uh, 
No, okay, I'm going with Christian Wood. Lock it in. I think Christian Wood was the most improved player of the year. Lock it in. I like it. Yeah, well, and, and like it can, it's so easily just like it's not going to be any of these guys because a guy, like realistically, I mean, it like, could just be Zion and we're just it, yeah, it could shit. just be Zion. Uh, like it could be Jamal. I mean, the regulars, Jamal's a weird one because we saw how good he can be in the playoffs, but in the regular season, he still hasn't averaged 20 a game. So, I mean, if, if he puts up 24, 25 a game this year. It could it could go to him as well, even though we we kind of think of those guys is tending to be more established already, um, but th- that'll be a fun one to keep 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 an eye on, watch throughout the season. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's just go to coach of the year. We don't have to spend much time on this. No, I think no. me and Colin have similar feelings about coach of the year mm-hmm. that it's kind of just like a eh, award and that it's like doesn't really ever go to the best coach in the NBA. Uh, just some names I have on my short list. Um, I have Rick Carlisle. That kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with Luka mm-hmm. MVP, like the Mavs just have to win enough games. Um, I have Steve Nash, just because the Nets are going to win a ton of games, and we see that if you win a ton of games, you have a very good shot at winning Coach of the Year. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have Nate Bjorkren. New coach of the Pacers, you know, just had to throw him in there. I think the Pacers are, I think the Pacers are going to be a really good team this year, and I think that's going to be all because of his new system. Yeah, and then I have, I mean, um, you are allowed to think that, man. And then I have Monty Williams, coach of the Suns, because I think the Suns yeah. are going to do pretty well this season. Yeah. Um, do you have any other names? I'm not even going to get, no, I like, I, I, just tackle what Noah said. I, I really just think that the coach of the year just goes to the team that overperforms expectations the most. Um, I think we've seen that year in and year out. My my favorite thing I point to in, in coach of the year is Dwayne Casey winning coach of the year and then proceeding to just get canned like immediately after the season. Worked for the Raptors. Nick Nurse was phenomenal, and obviously they won, won the ring. But it, it doesn't mean a whole ton in actual – coaching philosophy because I, I think guys like Spolstra and Stevens should be winning it every year then and obviously Pops back when the yeah. Spurs were doing their thing. Um I'd love to see Steve Nash win it. Steve Nash is one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. I think that's a fun storyline. He's he's a good dude. You can uh, lock me in game, for Steve so. Nash. Yeah. Give me Steve Nash. He it's um, his award to lose honestly. Yeah. A two time MVP Steve Nash. People forget. Is Steve Nash better than Kobe? I mean, if we just go by a pure MVP awards, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Listeners, you tell us. Who's better, Steve Nash or Kobe Bryant? All right. Kobe's uh, on the same level as Derrick Rose. That's facts. Let's move That's into, facts. you want to get, you want a defensive player of the year or six man of the year? I like six man. I, I think, I think six man can be a fun conversation. All right, uh, for sixth man of the year, I have names on the list, but I really think it's between two guys. Um, I think it's between, one of them is Montrez Harrell, new addition to the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, with LeBron and AD clearly going to ease into the regular season, they're just getting ready for the playoffs. I think Montrez mm-hmm. will have a huge role in leading the second unit when LeBron and AD are both on the bench. 
And I think strictly Absolutely. from a numbers standpoint, he'll have the numbers to win the award. He won it last year. And we typically see guys who win it, they have a very good chance at repeating. So I think Montrez yeah. has a fantastic chance at just getting this award again. But <clears throat> my official pick for sixth man of the year, I think it's going to be Karis LeVert. Uh, from what I watched last I, night, Karis LeVert came off the bench. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie started. And uh, Karis LeVert, really, he just had so much freedom when he came into the game. Like, the second unit mm-hmm. is his, and he's basically just going to be able to do whatever he wants, gets all the shots he wants when Kyrie and Katie are on the bench. And I think he's going to put up the numbers. The Nets are going to have the wins, and I think he's going to win it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, I, I think on any other team, he deserves starting minutes. He's phenomenal. Um, we've known that. We've been known that. that that's nothing new. Um, just given the, the state of the Nets roster, as deep it is, as it is, um, he doesn't get the starting minute. He doesn't get the starting title, but he's going to get starting minutes. And I think that is huge for winning this award. Yeah. Just being able to, to, to rack up the stats. I mean, if you're getting the minutes, you're going to get the stats, and, and that's where it goes. Um, and, you know, on top of that, I think you kind of have to be on a winning team to get sixth man of the year. At yeah. least that's how it's been these last couple of years. So that's where I, I'd love to I'd love to see a guy like Gallinari win it on the Hawks. But I think two things are going against him there. One, the Hawks just have so many people, so many guys. I mean, they're 11, 12, 12 men deep. And that front court is loaded with talent. That I just don't know if he's going to get the minutes that he needs to win this kind of an award. I think he's got the talent, no doubt about it. I think he's great both ways. I think he's going to develop into a really, really, well, I don't know if develop at this point in his career, but continue to grow into a, a solid offensive player and phenomenal on the defensive end. Um, any other guys on, on your list that you've got on? Uh, you know, maybe they can pull it out. I'll just give a quick shout-out to Jordan Clarkson, you know, the walking bucket. Yeah. He's the sixth man for the Utah Jazz, and he literally is the Utah Jazz's bench. And, you know, he'll just come in every night, drop a cool little 18. He's got a flamethrower. When he's hot, he's hot. But uh, I don't think he's just consistent enough to win the award. But, you know, shout-out Jordan Clarkson. That's fair enough. Um, You know what, I'm going to go dark horse here because eh, you know what they could do it and this is a winning team um shake milton absolutely rained from deep last year the 76ers need shooting around ben simmons i mean i we'll see how long you know the this current roster lasts there's obviously a lot of rumors that they might go after james harden um but I think that if Milton can come in, hit the 40, 41, 42% from deep, be a consistent part of this offense, I honestly think that he could usurp a guy like Seth Curry for starting minutes um, if he can make himself viable on the defensive end. And I think it'd be super fun for him to do it. Young guy, um, love to see it happen. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. And then 
Honestly, we got to go back to the Nets, too, because Spencer Dinwiddie is coming off the bench as well, or expected to. No, he um, started. He started. He, he started yesterday, but who knows if, it, like, I'm just saying, like, he, realistically, he could be coming off the bench as well and, and look to get a, a six-man award. So wait, so who's your official pick? Who was it? My official pick, um, I I don't know. I I'm up in the air on this one. Mm. Oh, you know what? Okay, the, I had written this down. I forgot about this, and and I think it it, it very easily could be this guy. Dragic is going to come off the bench for the Heat this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great game tonight. I think Dragic is. I think he. I, I don't know what the public perception of him is because for a while I, I think he was accurately rated, um, and now I think people sleep on him a little bit. He can still score. He's still a very integral part to that Heat offense. He, he was an animal in the bubble. Yeah, he was so exactly. good in the bubble. Like, I mean, I I'm not gonna sit here and act like the Heat were. The, like, I'm not gonna sit here and act like the Lakers weren't much better than the Heat, but I think that series is a little bit closer. And I, I mean, I, this isn't like a hot take or anything, but I'm, I'd like to see how that goes with Dragic and and Bam actually healthy. Oh, it's minimum six. Good... It's minimum six games if they have Bam. I mean, it already went six. I mean. The sixth game was an absolute shit show for the Heat. I mean, that thing was over in the first quarter, which is just embarrassing for the finals. But nonetheless, you know, that series is just a little bit closer than it's ever been. So, um, with that said, I I actually, I think I'm going to lock in Dragic for sixth man of the year. I think it, I think it's fun. It's fresh. You know, he's not really been a bench guy in the past. Um, Heat are going to be phenomenal. Um, guys like Tyler Hero are are gonna get the starting minutes over him, but I I think he still deserves that respect. So I'll lock in Dragic. All right, can't wait to come back to this at the end of the year. I'm ex- I'm excited to actually have my takes documented so that I can see see how good I am at at, at making takes. Um, I've done my research, but that can only go so far sometimes. All right, uh, the All next right. award we can cover, we can do Defensive Player of the Year. We don't have to spend much time on this one. Yeah. I only have two names on the list. I have Giannis or AD, I think and it's honestly, it, a, but... it's honestly a coin toss between who gets it to me. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I think, I yeah, I don't know how much we need to talk about this. They're both elite defenders. They both guard one through five. They're both long as shit. I mean, they both rack up the blocks, rack up the steals. They just, you can build a team defense around these kinds of guys. Um, I, I, I don't know how much else there there is to say. Um, You know, give me AD for Defensive Player of the Year. I honestly think he should have got it last year. They gave it to Giannis. I'm clearly fine with that. Yeah. But I'll take AD this year. Um, Just add to the conversation a little bit more. Um, I, I think you could throw Bam as a dark horse in there. I, yeah. I think this is a little step below some of these guys. I, I don't know if he can guard one through five as well. 
but obviously the perimeter defense is there. He had that insane block in the bubble. That do you remember that block? Yeah, on Jason Tatum uh, on to Tatum. win the game yeah, and Tatum the series. To win the, yeah, people forget if if you haven't seen it, just go look it up. Like if you just search "bam block on Tatum," it's amazing what this man can do. The IQ that it took in the half second from when he jumped to when he blocked the shot is insane. He's a right-handed dude, and he knew based on like Tatum was going up and under for like the reverse, and. Bam comes over with the left hand, even though he's a righty, because he knows the left hand has position. And that if he goes on the right hand, he'll follow him and just stuffs him at the rim. Would have been the game winner. Covered so much fucking ground on it. It, it, it was insane. So I think people um, forget that Bam is only 6'9", too, because he looks huge. He does look massive. But he's really, like, the he same height massive. as, like, LeBron James, which is kind of insane to think. He's got those like Dwight Howard shoulders, so he looks just yeah. gigantic. Yeah, but he's, he's really not that tall. Kind of. Um, I thought LeBron was. LeBron's gonna say six nine. Yeah, you know, six nine on a good day. <laughs> you and me both, baby. Um, yeah, then no, that's crazy. So Ben Simmons is taller than this motherfucker. It's insane. Um, I guess, but yeah, so Ben Simmons in there too for defensive player of the year. I, mean, I love Ben Simmons so much. He is sexy. You know who else loves him? Kylie Jenner. That's what's going on? I'm not the person to ask. Noah, for the listeners at home, uh, big pop culture guy. Always always got E! News on, keeping up with the Kardashians. That's kind of his M.O. Love Island. Come to learn. Bachelor. Bachelor in Paradise. Survivor. Right. Survivor. Now that's a sexy show right there. Fun Stay. fact. Uh, with, with getting getting away from uh, basketball, but this is this fact always blows my mind. There have been more married couples to come out of Survivor than there are the Bachelor and the Bachelorette combined. Like actual like people. That's like, actually insane. Isn't that insane? <laughs> I think that's hysterical though. Uh, but moving on back to basketball, that's you guys. You could check me on that. Somebody check me on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure I I heard that somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's true. Alrighty, and with that, that's gonna be the end of part one on the first episode of Bench Chatter. Thank you everybody for tuning out. But get ready for part two. Uh, we're gonna lead right into Rookie of the Year talk. So get ready for that. We're pumped to be here again. This is Noah and Colin with Bench Chatter. <laughs>